Welcome. We trust you will be encouraged by this message from Mahesh Chavda by Chavda Ministries International. Real love, real people, real power. First Chronicles 16 encourages and tells us, Sing to the Lord all the earth. So no portion of the globe is excluded. The Word of God tells the whole earth, Sing to the, praise, the praises of Him. Proclaim the good news of His salvation from day to day. So that is one of our main tasks to proclaim his good news and his salvation. Declare the glory among the nations, his wonders among all the peoples. For the Lord is great and greatly to be praised. He is also to be feared above, above all gods. For all the gods of all the peoples are idols, but the Lord made the heavens. Honor and majesty are before him. Strength and gladness are in his place. Give to the Lord, all families of the peoples. Give to the Lord glory and strength. Give to the Lord glory. Do his name. Bring an offering and come before him. Oh, worship the Lord in the beauty of holiness. Tremble before him all the earth. The world also is firmly established. It shall not be moved. Let the heavens rejoice and let the earth be glad. Let them say among the nations, the Lord reigns. Say to each other, the Lord reigns. And it goes on. Let the sea roar and all the fullness. Let the field rejoice and all that is in it. Then the trees of the woods shall rejoice before the Lord, for he is coming to judge the earth. Oh, give thanks to the Lord, for he is good, for his mercy endures forever. And say, save us, O God, of our salvation. Gather us together and deliver us from the Gentiles to give thanks to your holy name to triumph in your praise and that's part of our commissioning in this hour what are we supposed to do surrounded by so many different types of challenges and controversies this is some of our main assignment I want to point out that this Thursday is a national day of prayer really a national day of humbling, fasting, repentance, and prayer. I was wondering how many national days of prayer have we had in our history in this nation? You know how many? We just had uh, only 140 days of national days declared. And they were officially declared by Harry Truman. And so this week, Thursday, 
is a national day of prayer. And it's appropriate. Now I would suggest for us at this time, as we face a variety of challenges, some for some places in the nations, pretty intense. Places like Ukraine, for example, they've gone through extreme pain and extreme challenges. So it would be appropriate then for us, the biblical way to humble ourselves and seek God's face is by fasting. So if you have the grace, I would suggest miss lunch or supper. Miss breakfast and lunch, need supper, something. My book on the hidden power of prayer and fasting is more considered one of the classics and it's been translated in 40 languages. So it's quite a resource. So if you want to learn more about prayer and fasting, this is a very appropriate and important subject that we as citizens of this nation are called by the Lord, expected by the Lord to cry out to him. So when we see just all kinds of junk taking place and the demonic powers are active, they don't cease. Jesus has done his work. He accomplished his task and in fact on the cross one of the last things he said is it is finished his task what he was supposed to do he accomplished it and gave his ultimate drop of blood gave everything now there's a part we play and part of that is seeking his face in prayer humbling ourselves so that it's an important day for us in the context of extremely high inflation. And in the last few months, it has come to our attention more than ever that our children are being kept, taken captive by very demonic influences that we as parents would absolutely not want our children to be under. But while we were asleep, there are a lot of parables that when the people were asleep, the devil was romping around. And while we were not that conscious, not that aware, one of the things that is actively concerning people that are awake. There's like a shofar blast has gone across our nation where our public school systems and the influences that are taking, are influencing our children and taking them captive. They are demonic humanistic philosophies. Some of them even questioning their sexuality. That's one thing we in America knew 
when the baby was born and said, that's a boy, it's a girl. We celebrate, let others know. And of course, we celebrate the birth of every girl, every boy. But now, of deep concern is these strange influences that would try to kidnap the children from the influence of their parents, number one, above all, and their church, and the Word of God. So this is, it's an important issue. And I wanted to read one of the scriptures that Lord impressed upon me. It says in Hebrews, Hebrews 4, 16, let us therefore come boldly under the throne of grace. The throne of what? Say it again. So it is, you're coming to the throne of grace. That's of course Jesus. For we have not a high priest, the verse above says, which cannot be touched with the feeling of our infirmities, but was in all points tempted like as we are, yet without sin. Let us therefore come boldly under the throne of grace on the national day of prayer. What are we going to pray for? The things concerning us, some of immediate issue, for this year, in a few months' time, we are going to have elections for the Senate, for the Congress, basically determining which direction we're going to go. Therefore, let us call, come boldly before the throne of grace. So we better know what to ask. And among the things we are concerned with, every family is concerned, is even simple issues like the price of gas, the price of milk, regular families with little children need to be able to afford to buy milk. It has not been often in the history of America that we have, even the price of milk has been challenging. But for a lot of families in this last year it's really gone fast the devaluing of our dollar the extreme price of the gas that we use that totally influences our economy and our children our border in the South, especially. And the war in Ukraine, you know, why, how it can very easily go fast into a place where we never thought it would, that some people think nuclear war would be declared. So these are important issues for us to seek God. And God tells us Turn to me, seek my face. And I don't know how many of you, how many of you remember reading Charles Dickens' Oliver Twist? Did you ever 
read the book Oliver Twist? Raise your hand if you... Yeah, certain, yes, quite a number of us have not. Of course, a lot of us have read his classic, The Christmas Carol. We all, during Christmas, in some one way or other, either see a movie based on that story. But sometime try reading Oliver Twist, which is another classic. And the story from the mid or early 1900s, 18th century, or I mean the 19th century. Probably right now I would estimate around the events take place in 1830, something like that. But these were the beginnings of the Industrial Revolution. And Oliver Twist is an orphan. And being brought up in the deepest poverty, in an orphanage where they have very little food, and chosen one day to be the one to go and ask for an extra helper, helping. And some of you may remember the movie, but the classic statement, please, sir, may I have some more? And this scripture in Hebrews, let us therefore come boldly under the throne of grace, the context of Oliver Twist coming with his empty little bowl saying, please, sir, may I have some more? And he is in fear and trembling because he knows he's going to be rebuked. And his only guilty act is he's hungry. And in our nation, we, this is a wealthy nation, has been. But the decisions made over the last few months, it is imperative that America call the, hear the call of prayer of seeking God's face. First of all, we don't turn to President Biden or any of the senators, Nancy Pelosi or any congressperson. We first turn to God. We're asking him, Lord, take charge. Let there be a wake-up call for all those in authority. Because a lot of things are going wrong. So, what I want to say to you, suggest to you today, as we come to the Lord in communion, we are not to come in extreme fear to ask God, please, sir, may I have some more? We need to come with honor and with respect because God is sovereign. But what I want to emphasize tonight, I mean this morning, that on 
I think they're going to, the president is going to address, they're going to have some kind of address on Thursday in the evening. I don't know about television, whatever. But we are not coming to him even. We are coming to the Lord. And we don't come in fear because we are hungry. Please, sir, may I have some more? No. We come, it says, boldly. Why? Because you are coming to the throne of grace. Say grace. Tell your neighbor grace. You know what grace is? Grace is unmerited favor. God, through Jesus Christ. That's why we owe him everything. Through eternal ages, we consider him our king. Let the king of glory come in. He is the king of glory. And he is sitting on the throne of grace. And he wants to answer your prayers. So as we seek his face this week, in the days to come, but we want to underline this coming days as we turn to God as a nation on the national day of prayer. Lord, we're coming to you knocking, not begging because Jesus has purchased for us unmerited favor and find grace to help in time of need. So whenever we are in need, we turn to him. I feel it is important that either many have been discouraged or some are in anxiety, fear, depression because of the COVID virus going, trying to torment for more than two years. The nations have been bullied. So we are in fear and are almost being beaten to think like Oliver Twist. Please, sir. Instead, God is saying, with humbling and prayer, fasting, seeking my face, you come boldly and get favor and blessing. Um, so, I want us to this morning we're going to come to the throne of grace and take communion together. Let us remember. And it was so wonderful. Those of you who were here Friday night we were able to see uh, um, the young people, the youth group was here. And they, were, they had a nice little gathering in the evening, they had a campfire. You know, I'm grateful for Ken Canty and Marjorie and uh, Nadira and Alan supervising the young people. But it was a real treat for us to have them here and help lead some of our prayer. What a privilege. And these are some of the generations. It is important that they don't grow up in a vacuum. That we have older people 
who are aware of the traditions that this nation has had. But we also lay a firm foundation for them to follow in the days to come. But we are going to seek the Lord afresh this week. And I'm going to, uh, we're going to suggest each of you take, we have a little package by which we can take communion. There is bread and juice, wine. If you don't have that, wave your hand. And there are people who will give you the communion elements. And then we want to worship and bow before the Lord and give an offering. And the Lord, even in the verses I read in Chronicles, he says, in the midst of the worship, bring an offering to the Lord. And it's not that he needs it. He's sovereign, mighty. But we need it. That as we give seed, he takes the seed and multiplies it. One of the aspects of Azusa Revival uh, was the amazing restoration of worship. The Holy Spirit empowers more worship. And I believe there is a wave, wave, new wave coming of songwriting. And if you ever, when I first got baptized in the Holy Spirit, 1972, very sovereignly on my own. There's nobody around, but I started speaking in tongues and praying in tongues. I didn't know what I was doing. But <laughs> realized later, a Catholic nun started jumping up and down saying, you've been baptized in the Holy Spirit, brother. And, uh, <laughs> and her name was Sister Marsha, I remember. I'll never forget amazing. She was a spirit-filled nun and uh, made that and one of the things that was happening in the late 60s, 70s, early 70s was the combination of different denominations that God breathed revival and restoration for every denomination. It wasn't and some of the leading people that were helping were the Catholics. They got, oh, so blessed. And they were some of the most, you know, uh, stuck in the mud for centuries. I had, I mean, they were. And praise God, when the revival came, it wonderful. So that was, I would often be invited to go do Catholic church restoration meetings in Catholic congregations so uh, and priests and bishops would be part of the invitation they would ask us to come and preach revival so it but I felt that as we were worshiping this morning that there was that same element of pure love for the Lord being poured out upon us and energy that's supernatural that's beyond us and a kind of love for everybody. And 
I think this week, if you get a chance to witness to anybody, jump out there and see if you can tell anybody about Jesus. Does not matter what background they have, tell them. And Jesus died for every individual and every branch of the nations that he did not leave anybody out may the Lord uh, I was thinking about this uh, as we talked about the Apostles Creed and we first began I believe in God the Father Almighty say I believe in God the Father Almighty and that affirms our relationship with the living God. That you are not floating around, that you truly were created by God and you belong to God and that God is your Father God. And uh, it says in Revelation several times, calls God, Lord, it, it says in the Greek, Pontakrator, several times, which is all sovereign, all Father, Almighty God, Almighty Father, Father. So that establishes your relationship. Like I said, we are not orphans, like Oliver Twist and saying, Sir, please, sir, can I have some more? But we are, we boldly come before the throne of grace asking for blessing and favor. So, <clears throat> through Jesus Christ, you have been able to obtain mercy and that there is a relationship. If you believe in Jesus, of course, you believe also in God the Father and God the Son and God the Holy Spirit. You believe in the Trinity. It is a foregone conclusion. If you believe in Jesus, you believe in the Father. If you believe in the Father, you also believe in the Son and the Holy Spirit, the three persons of the Godhead. We are, it would be appropriate for us to get revived also in this, that uh, we are affirming certain foundational things in this hour that I believe we have lost the intensity. It is just like as I hear the testimony of many parents and many mothers especially. When you get mothers on the warpath, you better watch out. And it's like mothers across America have suddenly woken up and realized that there have been all kinds of foreign and, and dark influences, evil influences, in fact, if I can say so, that have been trying to capture their children and make them question their own identity, make them question their parents, make them question their belief system, make them, and then go on and on from then on to doubt if their nation is a good nation, if they are, if America is a good nation, or their value system, whether it is all crazy and upside down or it's right on. But there are people who, strangely enough, we find that we were paying their salaries, were 
turning our children against the values that we honor and like honoring the flag, honoring the constitution, honoring the basic freedoms that we enjoy. So it was again, uh, it was refreshing for us and may, may there be more times where we have the, our youth had invited different friends. So there are some that we had never met, but they, their friends were with them and they had come here. And uh, we were affirming the values that make America strong because our families are strong, our values are strong. And uh, we come boldly before his throne asking for mercy and affirming that America is a good nation and that our God is a father. Say, Father God. So he's a, he's a father. He's not horrible. He's not judgmental. And we are affirming in these days as we have affirmed some of the basic truths that Jesus Christ is risen from the dead. He's alive. Tell your neighbor he's alive. Say he's risen. And we can't affirm that enough, but at this Easter season as we pass that the days a few days before, we once again want to strengthen ourselves and our children, their faith, saying we serve a risen Savior. He's not a horrible taskmaster. He's a loving, compassionate God Father. We have a relationship. And because of that, you also have a mission. Uh, be bold, be courageous. And I'm, I've really been blessed and inspired by some of the interviews I've heard of these godly mothers who they did not know that their big children were being kidnapped in the public, especially in the public school system by people with a, who had really negative values and were taking their kids away from the values that made this nation great and that makes a person special. We are a Christian nation. And so I'm glad that this National Day of Prayer comes at a very important strategic time and that we are claiming every family for Jesus and that as we get strengthened in the basic and affirmed and strengthened in the important principles that make us strong, that we have an almighty Father and that the Lord is a personal God. We have a personal Savior and we have a personal Father God who has great compassion and that there is a change as Christ is risen from the dead that we have a heavenly Father. Say Father. So God, the Christian name of the Lord is Father. Jesus came to reveal the Father to us and 
this hour, these days are days I feel like prophetically strengthening our foundational strength and knowledge if we want to of you know, the God the Father, how he loves us, how he sent his son to die for us. And the, the, the God the Father is the greater of all beings and that we depend entirely on his mercy and his grace. Uh, it says in Malachi 2.10, have we all one Father? Did not one God create us? So, Acts 17.28 says, we are his offspring. Uh, but it also implies, Bible of course implies, that those who deny Christ, aggressively deny Christ, and are opposed to the message of Christ, do not know the Father. And they consider the message of the cross foolishness, the apostle says. So, God is the Father of us all, and the Son is the Savior. And on earth, Jesus always works for the Father. So Jesus never does anything that is out of the will of the Father. God is called the God, Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. And he is the Father from whom the whole family in heaven and on earth derives its name. So we want to affirm in this season as we go to National Day of Prayer, may our entire nation feel the love of God, feel afresh that through Jesus, they are part of a great family. God is their father. Heaven is their home. Jesus is their savior. And we are grateful. Today, we bow before the Heavenly Father and take your neighbors in, if we will, right now, Father. We want to prepare ourselves for this season. And if you have just, there are certain requests. I felt that there were people who needed to be able to ask God. Know that you can count on him. Count on his mercy, his love, his affirmation. Ask him. You need to pray certain things. And ask for your children. Blessing. Thank you, Father. Agree in prayer. For provision. For wisdom. For direction. May we as a nation be guided, Lord to pray the right way in this coming day of seeking your face this national day. We do humble ourselves, Lord, and turn to you. We turn from our wicked ways and we repent where we have turned and in fact rejected the message of Calvary. May repentance come 
to every corner of our nation. Lord, let there be a cleansing, let revival. We welcome the spirit of revival. Come and refresh us, O God. Come and renew us in Jesus' name. Lord, thank you that you, you are always inviting us to come afresh to the throne of grace. We bow and we ask for mercy, Lord. Thank you. Mercy for ourselves. Mercy for the churches. Mercy for our government. We repent where we have gone into our own ways, Lord. Cleanse us in the coming elections. Let there be a cleansing in our nation of every nasty, evil, God-rejecting spirit. We welcome the Holy Spirit to come. Revive this nation once again, Lord. Thank you. We bow before you. Give us grace and give us favor. Lord, give people who need to fast and pray. Give them grace to be able to fast even. In Jesus' name, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Take, take a moment and say thank you, Father. Amen. Pray in tongues for a moment. Thank you, Lord. Pray in the Spirit. Pray out loud if you want. Thank you. Thank you, Lord. Refreshing come from the presence of God. We hope you enjoyed this message. To order more great resources by Mahesh Javda, visit us at javdaministries.org. For a full catalog of our products, you can call us at 1-800-730-6264. God bless you.